0: This podcast contains strong language and adult themes.
1: Date Night China explores life and love for better relationships in China. Every week we hear from different guests and dive into dating, relationships, mental health and how both expats and Chinese people connect with each other here in China.
0: Join the Date Night community through our podcast and events in Beijing and Shanghai and catch up on all the latest stories on our official WeChat account.
1: Find our account on WeChat by searching Date Night China, no spaces, no capital letters. You can also join our WeChat group by adding Rachel, me, on WeChat. You can search Rachel Weiss 22, R-A-C-H-E-L-W-E-I-S-S 22.
0: And now for this week's episode... Okay, welcome back to episode 27 and part 2 of our conversation with Rachel George, therapist and life coach.
1: Yes, we're continuing last week's conversation um, with Rachel. If you haven't listened to last week's, I recommend go back and listen to that one first, then continue the conversation with us today about preferences, values, and more dating advice with Rachel George.
0: So let's jump in. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs>
1: And so another comment that we've gotten from somebody said, in China, there are WeChat groups with people who are desperately seeking partners, have boundary issues, and basically without a good grip on life, gets tiring to be communicating there. And this is something interesting we've seen with Date Night China is there are singles groups that people have tried adding me to because they say, oh, you are running Date Night China. Is Date Night China a singles group? Is it this or that? That's a common misconception we get. Then people are trying to find real singles groups out there. But honestly, that just sounds exhausting to me. And it's a very weird environment. Mm.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. So I mean, I guess like my first reaction to this comment is kind of like, I mean, but what is that saying for you and your boundaries? Right. So like, what is that saying for you? So if you're in a group and you're picking up that there's people who are just like not really saying what it is that you're agreeing with, or it's kind of bringing you down, or it's just like, okay, there's some people that maybe have some issues here, then I mean, you can leave, right? Like, I mean, I think sometimes we like lurk around groups and stick in groups, like thinking that someone amazing is going to pop up and then we'll have like that connection and someone's going to speak our language. But if you're finding that the group is really not serving your needs, then maybe it's time for you to leave or just like start your own group. That's a great thing about China, man. Like there is a home for absolutely everyone. So perhaps like just sourcing out some different people that are – um have your own values or like, are kind of talking about the things that you're interested in. Maybe you're not being specific enough about the groups that you're joining. Maybe you're just joining too many groups and hoping to find, you know, someone that takes the bait. Like, but I get it. Mm. Like, I mean, and, and again, just maybe remembering, I'm going to repeat it as much as I can. Like we're all doing this thing called life together and we have no earthly idea what we're doing. So, like, just understanding that not everyone is at the same level or in the same page in their work as maybe you might be. And if that's too much, then my favorite thing is a leave button. Like, just leave. Yeah, You're not going to miss out on something. It's actually
0: a funny moment when we, um, uh, I guess two years ago, we did as um, first LGBTQ event. And um, we had a guy that usually comes uh, to a lot of our Petro singles nights and he comes to a lot of our events and uh and it obviously i didn't know him i was like oh okay i was surprised to see him there uh and i was like okay cool you know obviously um but then there was a moment where i was watching him look around and like the the like the just the light going on about what the event was and like (laughs) that he that it's it's not for him what he'd done is just like oh another dnc event i better go you know and it's like The moment that I saw him just be like, ah, right, yes. Now everything makes, the the advertising (laughs) makes a lot more sense now. (laughs) And I was like, oh, poor guy. It's
1: amazing he missed it because
2: the advertising was like rainbow flag. It was very (laughs) clear. (laughs) Yeah. And that, you know, that goes back to, like I said, that sense of like belonging, right. And that sense of connection. I mean, we want to connect and we want to belong. We want to be, we want to be there. And so sometimes we say yes, without really understanding what we're saying yes to, you know, we join groups and it's like, Oh wait, this is not what I thought it would be. So instead of just at bringing drama and discomfort to your life, just delete and leave, not just leave because it'll pop back up, but delete and leave. Yeah, that's a hardcore boundary right there.
1: And I think it even goes for friend groups in China as well. Like if you're shifting friend groups or even just like community groups, I think both Nathan and I have had experiences with leaving a certain group that maybe was a group of people we used to hang out with a lot, but we no longer had so much in common or shared the same values or things that we want to do in the city that we're living in. Um, And I think it can be very like, Uh, not cleansing, but it can feel really nice when you're like, this is not, these aren't the people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These aren't the people I want to hang out with or spend my time
2: with anymore. Right. Like, I mean, you know, it's, it's like that shift in the car, right? Like, I mean, when you think about your passenger seat, like, I mean, goodness, like super special people get to be in the passenger seat. Some people have to be in the backseat and some people just have to drive their own car. I mean, and that's okay. That doesn't mean that we don't care about them. It's just that where I am right now, I've shifted, I've grown, you know, you no longer get to, you know, sit in the passenger seat. Sorry. And that's okay. Like not, not communicated with any type of disrespect. It's just where you are. And that's really goes into really knowing yourself, which I think is super important. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. So I guess um, <laughs> back when date night, China, we had the mind, body, soul event, like we mentioned, and you were there and you had a wonderful presentation and then small group chat about values versus preferences and the way yeah. that you talked about it and explained these things I think I saw so many light bulbs going off in the room and for <laughs> me as well even I had never heard it phrased that way and it would be really cool um, to ask you a little bit about that to share with our podcast audience so can you talk first about values and what that okay. is supposed
2: to mean for people and then the difference between values
1: and preferences?
2: absolutely yes that was that was really great and i did i also saw like those those light bulbs going off and i was like okay great like it worked so i mean you know when we're talking about values you know like values are driven by you so values are what you need to feel safe comfortable inspired and connected right it's it's like those things where you sit down and you really just think okay like what do I value? Is it honesty and loyalty and communication, right? Sense of humor. So they're personal needs, they're not wants. And they come from your own life experiences. They they can't be defined by other people. So when you're thinking about values, those are things that are true to you. And when we're talking about preferences, preference is just like a greater liking of one thing over another. It's like, okay, well, I like this more than I like that, right? So The big thing about preferences is like, I mean, we all like what we like and that's okay, but you've got to really tie it back to what your values are. Values are going to last. Your preferences change, right? They keep us comfortable. And unfortunately, then they have us in a relationship that bases things off of results. Like what are we getting out of something, right? And so if you're looking for a successful relationship, which I mean, ultimately we all are, right? Um, if you're looking for that, then you go with your values and not necessarily your preferences.
1: Mm. I think an interesting scenario, maybe you put up then, or that I've seen other people talk about a lot is like on dating apps, people will list on their bio, I'm looking (laughs) for someone who, I don't know, loves spicy food. They love to travel. They're outdoorsy or things like that, that they put and elevate as like, you must do this and enjoy this activity that I like because this is who I am. And I feel like that's something of an example of like a preference where it's great if you can match and, and, and line up with somebody else on that. But like when you're speaking about these values of honesty or loyalty, sense of humor, other things like that, I feel like it's a separate thing. Does that make sense? Totally. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. Like if you're talking about someone who likes hiking, like perhaps you're looking for someone who has a sense of adventure, right? Right. And so what that's going to do is that adventure, like that's adventurous spirit, that's, that's something that you value. And and that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be hiking all of the time. Like, be curious about what other people's sense of adventure is. So really, they just have a preference. Like, they just have a want. Like, I want someone to go hiking with. That's a better way of putting it, right? Like, putting it on your dating profile. But if you're saying, I am looking for someone with a sense of adventure, that adventure is open-ended. Right. That gives you room to grow because we don't stay the same person. What I liked three months ago is 1000% maybe not what I like to do now. Like we're human, right? So, like, leave yourself just a little bit more open.
1: Hmm. How can somebody sit down and, I guess, determine what their values are then? I think maybe we sometimes have an idea like, I value this. But when it actually comes to like (laughs) reflecting on our life, we're like, oh, I don't really know. Or
2: is that what I value? Right. So, I mean, I always say like, just kind of sit down and like, just make lists, like sit down now. Don't go and Google a list of values. Like don't do that. Just sit down and make a list. Think about like your last five relationships, right. And the things that went well in those relationships and, and just start listing, you know, it could be like, like we said, adventure, honesty, loyalty, um, you know, someone who is driven, right? So just, just write, like what's going to happen is that your ego is going to swoop in because we all have that. Our ego is going to swoop in and be like, Oh no, don't write that down because that sounds like, that sounds so shady. Like that sounds so particular, like ignore your ego, tell her, tell her, him to be quiet, tell them to be quiet and just keep writing. Right. And then like, Once you're looking at that long list, like and you're thinking and reflecting back on your serious relationships, um, what values were present in the good ones and in the not so good relationships, which values were not there. Right. And then kind of ask yourself like, well, was that, is that important to me now? Like, okay, maybe a sense of loyalty wasn't important, important to me in that relationship. It wasn't there, but it wasn't important. But is a sense of loyalty important to you now, right? And then getting rid of the ones that don't necessarily match up. Um, It's important to also understand why you picked those values. I think the why is always the most important because then it allows you to own what your values are, right? Because then that gives you responsibility of making them a priority when you own what they are. So I say just think back to what your relationships were, what was present, what was good, write all of those things down and then think about what you might've wanted in a relationship that wasn't present, write those things down. And more than likely you'll see a pattern. You'll see a pattern pop Mm. up.
0: That's actually um, a bit adjacent to that. Um, At the beginning of this year, Rachel, we both did the yearly compass. Have you heard of that? It's like this, like this, this guide that you can do and it asks you all these prompts and questions about the previous year that you've just had. And, you reflect awesome. it. and then when I read that and I was like, oh, wow, these three things kept popping up in all these different boxes when I was writing it down. And then I realized that, wow, this past year, these three things have been really important to me uh, or I've achieved those things or I've done those things again and again. So that must have been something that I really valued for this year. But I've not taken stock or stopped to appreciate that those three things really stood out. And after I did it, my whole year, the perspective that I had on my whole year completely changed. Mm, absolutely. I, so, and and I was like, wow, I'm, I'm I'm now proud of something. I'm now focused on something that I wasn't even aware of yet. I'd been spending, I spent all that time with myself, and and I'm doing these things. I'm aware of it, but not consciously aware of it. You know, and I guess that might be something that might be a re- similar revelation um, for doing a similar list like you've just pointed out.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, the thing is, is that we, we move through life oftentimes and we're just not conscious of what we're doing, right? Like, it's so hard to be mindful. Like, so when people are like, oh, be mindful, like, that's, that's so difficult to do. But like what you're, what you're talking about is that you actually took time to write things down and you looked for themes, right? That's how we identify. You looked for themes and patterns within your own life and you're like, oh, wow. Like, I really value my alone time. I would have never picked that up a long time ago, but it's like, if I look through the patterns in my life, I'm recognizing that that is something I value. So if I value my alone time, I need someone not necessarily that a value, like that values alone time for them, but respects my need for Mm. alone time. Right? Like that's, what's most important. You're not looking for same, same because we're not going to find that you're not looking for like your twin, you're looking for someone that's going to be able to respect and understand what your values are and give you the room and the space to act upon those things. If, you know, you've got something like alone time.
1: Mm. I really liked what you said about the ego. Sometimes our ego does swoop in (laughs) and it gets in the way and you become fearful, like, ah, if I acknowledge that, or if I really lean into that, like, for example, when I, after you were, um, presentation about with the heart, mind, and soul. I was talking to somebody else. Um, and also I had also done your, I think you had a boundaries challenge for a month last year as well. And I did that. And that was really good because I set aside time to actually sit and reflect on things. And like you said, like, your values and your boundaries may slightly shift things may become more mm-hmm. or less important to you as you change as you get older as you grow and enter new relationships and friendships and I think I was looking and sitting down at my list like I've always really highly valued my independence like that's always been something super important to me having my own um agency doing what I want being myself, self um self-owned person you know but I also was looking in at um these the word of just like security and I was really sitting there thinking about that because I think maybe it's me as a woman or other people probably feel this way but feeling needy feeling vulnerable feeling Mm. um like you're peeling off layers and and asking for something you feel like you're asking too much I have this fear and I didn't like sit and think about that until then really and I just felt like is that okay that I want this independence but I also love the security and I you know I think also sometimes you're like these girls have this pressure like oh you got to be a cool girl be like distant you know you (laughs) have to like be self-reliant and like don't be like too needy Um, but actually it's okay to be asking for certain things with communication or asking for certain things with security and I wish I had known that even
2: when I was younger and, and first starting to date in China. Absolutely. I mean, it, the the thing is, is that knowing those parts of you, like knowing that it's okay to want your own agency and your independence and then also have that sense of security and being able to see how those two can actually work in tandem and work together and being like, okay, I accept all sides of what it is that I want. and And really for you to be able to pick out those societal pressures and like where those ideas might have come from. You know, is like such growth, and it allows you to just like really be authentically who you are, and and have all of your values met because you know what it is that you need. So I mean, it's it's such an individualized thing. That's why I say that values are so specific to you. Um, you know, no one can tell you what your values are, and it could be super complicated. And some things that might you might have valued a long time ago, you may not value anymore. Um, and that's really why like people just go for preferences. Because preferences are just easier. You don't have to have a boundary. You don't have to get deep. You don't have to talk about it. So you just kind of just go with whatever your preference may be, which is, like we said, it's just not like long-lasting. And we're afraid. <laughs> you know, I think everything, like, really, when we're not communicating certain things, like, it just, it ties back to fear. I mean, I hate that word, but I love that word all at the same time because it's it's the truth. It's just kind of one of those things that it's like, okay. If I don't say anything, I'm afraid that if I say something, I'll be alone. Like I'm going to have to deal with why I'm feeling this way. I'll never find someone who just kind of brings out these like big sparky feelings. You know, I'm not going to find anyone like that. But that fear, you know, just kind of paralyzes you and puts you in a place where you're, you're not responding from a place of value. And trust me, the other person knows, like when you're saying you value one thing, but then they're not giving you that, but you still entertain them. Like they're not thinking, Oh, she's so great. She's, she's just like giving me all of the time and the love. And she's saying that she values this, but she's such a great person and she's giving me all of this. I'm so honored to be in this person's presence. Like they're not thinking that they're thinking like, um, they say they value monogamy, but they know I'm dating like five people, but they still answer the phone. Like, what's up with that? Like, okay, like they say that they value honesty, but they've caught me in six lies and like still accepted the date to go out tomorrow night. Like, what's up with that? Like you're confusing them, you know? Mm -hmm. Stop confusing people. Hashtag Mm -hmm. stop confusing people.
1: (laughs) I think that's really great. That's a good point. And um, yeah, like you said, if if you're saying... One thing, but then the actions show something else. I think that's been a common thread, even in other episodes. Like actions are important,
0: but well, I guess we're doing though, know, like important. there is like you know a distance between. I mean, what we're talking about is you know that distance between you know what we what we think and what is actually true. You know, because mm. they're obviously two different things at times, especially when you know trying to get a date or you know trying to find love. I guess you know it makes it even harder
2: yeah makes it even harder Mm. possible though (laughs) it's possible
1: um I guess that goes on to if you've recognized your values and you know what you want and and how to understand that where do you move forward with you know going intentionally into dates and bringing up those values on dates I think we've talked to people before about this like if you know you have these boundaries or certain things that you're um, looking for, do you bring that up right away on a first date or I mean, do you I, give you, it time?
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, like, like when we talk about like vulnerability, I mean, you know, you're not going to just walk up to someone on the street and like give your whole life story. Right. Like that makes the other person uncomfortable and it's just a rest. There is such a thing. as too much too soon. Right. But like, I mean, I think you should be upfront and clear about what it is that you're looking for. That's why, like, I mean, you really shouldn't date until you know what you want. Like, do you just want to have sex? Great, then just go have sex and make that very clear. That way, like, you're not wasting time, you're finding like-minded people, and you're showing respect to yourself and to others. So be clear on what it is that you want at first. Now, like, I mean, I'm not going to say that you go into date number one, because remember, date number one, is really just their representative date. Number one is really nothing. It's just like, we're going to share space and I get to see you face to face. Right. Um, But you know, date number two and even three, I don't think I would be like, okay, I value loyalty. Like, no, but you pick up on what they're saying. Like, if you know what your values are and you're communicating with the other person, because again, like the dating is, and the vibing is all about that connection and you're listening you pick up on different things. Like, do I enjoy being around this person? Like, what side, what do they bring out of me? Do I feel energized by this person? Am I able to be myself? Am I curious about them? So like, you're really tapping into how you feel as an individual after the date. And then if like, they're talking about their past and they're talking, they're dropping hints about themselves and that's not lining up with your value of loyalty, you don't have to state it, you know it. Because they've told it, right? So again, that goes back to that listening to hear and not listening to respond. Really enjoy and listen to what the other person is saying. Does that make sense? Mm. Totally.
1: Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, so then what are some steps people can make towards having a more positive or even a neutral mindset, maybe not negative, towards making connections and dating in China while
2: also honoring yeah. themselves and
1: their values?
2: So once you know what it is that you value and where you are, right. Because like in a time, and a space, like, like, I'll use myself as an example where I am right now. um, And I'm not looking for something, you know, for 10 years down the line, I'm not looking for that. Like I know exactly what it is that I value in this moment. Right. So know what your values are before you start. And then like, just forget the spark. Like, forget the fireworks, forget like all of the energy, like that instant connection. We're all chasing that. And we forget that. Like there's a little thing called an exposure effect, which is time, frequency, and opportunity leads to connection. Like simply put the more time you spend with someone, the more you you might like them. Now I'm not talking about entertaining those red flags, like thinking that you can change a red flag to pink. Like you know what red flags are when you see them. Okay. You can be done, but like, just stop looking for the spark. Some people are just sparky and they shine like, regardless of who they're talking to. Like, I mean, some people can just spark with like pets. They spark with animals on the street. They spark with strangers. That's just who they are. They're sparking all over the place and you think that they might be the one and that's just who they are. So forget the spark. Um, And just really kind of take the pressure off and just have fun and see dates and things as connections. Like don't meet up for breakfast, you know, where people just might not have their flirty juices going like early in the morning. Don't go to a coffee shop, which is like so cold and official, like get out of your head, go easy. Remember, you're not going to meet the real them until like date four or five, you know, like just just go easy and and find like a third like I don't mean like a third person I mean if that's your thing maybe that'll come like now I mean hey look like I mean I'm open like that might come on date 10 right but like I'm talking like an external object like an art exhibit or a movie or something that'll take the pressure off of both of you that you can interact with like instead of it just being the two of you like let's go have a drink like no like do something that, that makes it easy for, your, for you to go. And then just start talking, you know, like meaningful connections. Every connection that you have with another human being is meaningful. Find the meaning in the connection. It may not lead to a lifelong love, but that doesn't mean that it's not meaningful. And that doesn't mean that it's not important. Take the pressure off yourself. I think
1: that's, that's great fun. advice. Yeah, especially for a first date. I think some people put so much pressure on, "Oh my gosh, we're going to dinner. We're going to just be sitting and looking at each other across the table. Oh. What if there's a lull in the conversation? It or it can feel like just too high stakes like, oh, "I'm going on a date." Well, and then, and, I then mean... on,
0: and then based on that, you know, people then say, "Oh, that first date was so bad. I'm, I'm never dating again." So, like, wow, you gave up early
2: you know? Right. Like, I mean, come on, listen, like you can be married for 30 years and you still have to choose your husband or your wife every day. Love is a choice. Right. So like, I mean, even if the, like, even if we're married we made this commitment, like, I'm still not going to like you every day. Like, come on, we're human. Right. So you can't let one date blow it. Just, just really like tap in, turn inward, get off your list and think about like, how am I, feeling about this person how am I feeling on the inside not about them but how am I reacting mm. and I think some people like confuse pet peeves and deal breakers you know a pet peeve is just something that I may not like like I don't like that you leave your socks on the floor but that's not a deal breaker for me you know like don't let perfect be the enemy of great like Ooh, I mean it's okay
0: amount. yeah th- that's a Woo! great one. hashtag
2: hashtag hashtag yeah i mean like it's it's okay we're not perfect not you not me not them not he not she like we're not perfect so like get out of that idea of fairy tale like i think disney was the worst thing that ever happened to us like for goodness sakes it doesn't (laughs) exist right like it's okay don't let perfect be the enemy of great it's okay great is good enough that's good is good enough
1: you know wow. yeah we should for the for the yeah for the yeah I think we mm-hmm. definitely should that's yeah. that's a great one. Wait, hmm? Oh, I thought you were going to say something no. um yeah I think what you've just said all of that is so so important with um not confusing pet peeves with deal breakers and that's something that you realize like even when you're in a relationship and as you're going through it like whether you've been with somebody for a year or three months or even 10 years like you've mentioned I think that's so good to keep in mind. Um, What are some things, I guess, like after a date, how can you kind of self-evaluate how it went, how you're going to move forward? And also you've mentioned uh, something previously about like looking forward and accountability and a timeline. Can you speak a little bit about that?
2: (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, we talked about like get off the chat and just, just go meet with them. You know, it's kind of like three weeks, less than a month just go on a date like period you know just go just go source it out see how it feels um and definitely like get some friends to hold you accountable you know whenever you've decided like okay I'm gonna date again um you know with my particular situation I told all of my friends okay this is what we're doing so I'm out there that sort of situation like have your kind of like dating accountability partner um and then just go easy on yourself right like Commit to doing something different. So if you like go for guys with a beard, I say go for someone who like is bald. Um, If you like someone who's tall, I say like go source the shorty in the room, like do something that's completely different and then see if like what it feels like, like ask yourself this questions. Like do I enjoy being around them? Am I energized after my dates with them? Like, or do I need to like go take a nap? Like, Was I presenting more of myself? Was it easy? Like, how did my insides feel whenever I was around them? Like, was it a vibe? You know, like, did it feel like I've been knowing this person forever? Like, do I feel attractive when I'm around them? Like, am I worried about like what I look or like, do I like my slumped over crazy hair? Do I still feel like the baddest bitch in the room? Like, those are the kinds of things that you want to tap into um, after a date, right? And just, Do the different, like go out with people who you would have never chosen ever and see if that list that you have in your head still stands and nine times out of 10, it won't, it won't. I'm not saying you go out with people that you're, you know, like, I think when I say that sometimes people like, but you have to be attracted to them. And it's like, yeah, but like your attraction can be different than just sexual chemistry, you know? Like, there's a difference there. Like, you can be attracted to someone's mind as well, right? Like, I mean, we're full, abled, bodied beings. Like, I can be attracted on multiple levels. Like, get your mind, like, have mind sex. How about that? Like, check that out. See what that feels like. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, just be different. Do something different. Because when you're taking a look at your past relationships that failed, you're going to see a pattern. Like there was a pattern of behavior. There was a pattern that you picked up. It's kind of like you're dating the same person over and over and over again. If you don't take the time to sit back and see, then if you're dating the same person and it's the same pattern, if you want something different, you have to do something different.
1: Hmm. A hundred percent. Is 100%. there... Anything before we end this lovely chat today. It's just flown by. I it's know. So great.
0: Like, the, I mean the amount of hashtags we've got now. I know. Oh my word. <laughs> we, should, we should have like a DNC badge for guests with the most hashtags.
1: You know? Rachel, love so
2: that. <laughs> it's been that.
1: really great. I think you've spoken on oh. so many important topics for people. Um, we've talked about so many things with with boundaries and values and loneliness. Yeah. Like there's a lot that goes into dating. And I think it will be valuable for people. Anybody really can come at this and, and learn from it. Is there anything, any final thoughts for people dating in China or in relationships in China? Any kind of extra advice steps they can take or even some quizzes that you've mentioned. Um, or value lists. Oh,
0: I guess the, um, yeah. the, the the boundary, the challenge that you did, uh, mm. you
2: know, uh, yeah, the boundaries. Yeah, I'm working yeah. on um, I'm working on one for December to kind of lead us into uh, the new year that I'm that I'm super excited about. I think to kind of leave everybody with something, just like you know, serve yourself some self compassion. You know, like love on yourself a little bit. We're all really lovely, imperfect people looking to share our lives with another person. And bottom line, we all just want to be seen, heard, and valued. That's it. There's beauty in that. And so when things are happening, like not happening in a time frame that you think they're going to need to happen, or everyone else around you is having babies, getting married, whatever that idealistic fairy tale you have in your story, I mean, in your head, like know that your story can be different. And if you have a desire to share your life with another person, like trust in that desire, it was given to you. It will happen. So instead of like shooting on yourself, right? Like speak to yourself in like a loving kind way and say that like this dating thing is difficult. Like look back at your past relationships and see how much you've grown and give yourself some grace. Because maybe you didn't come from, you know, like really good examples of strong relationships. Like for example, my parents were divorced. Like I didn't know what a successful marriage looked like, you know, so I took some time and dug a little bit into what that looked like for me and realized, you know, some healing that kind of came from that. But look and, you know, do that work, look into your attachment style. Like what is your attachment style like? Um, I just did this amazing, I don't know if y'all have heard of it. It's called quantum human design. It's so basically it takes like every astrology, enneagram chakras, it takes all of them and it slaps them all together and it's been life-changing, mind-blowing. I highly wow. suggest it to everyone. Whoa. Just Google it. It's free. It's super dense, but it's totally worth it. Um Quantum but just learn more about design. you. Quantum human design. Yes. Okay. Ooh, I um, love
1: doing these things. I'm yeah, gonna do it later. I do That's too. Our
2: afternoon, so yeah. it's <laughs> There you go. Yeah, but learn more about you. You know what I mean? Love on yourself. Forgive those things that you didn't know. Learn about what makes you tick and what you stand for, what you don't stand for. And just be so solid in who you are that whomever comes along is like tasty icing on an already delicious cake, right?
1: Mm. That's another great quote. Yeah.
0: Um, so, um, if uh, we'll obviously be posting your um, how can how people can get in touch with you or find more about you and uh, and what you do online. But um, for listeners uh, that are listening now, uh, how, how can people find you?
2: Yeah, definitely. You can always reach out to me um, on WeChat, Ray R E G 23. Um, also, my website, heartandmindcoaching.com. Um, as I said, I'm coming up with some some different things. I've got some different things in the works and just super happy to be back in Beijing and serving the community that I love. I love it here. And, you know, the more people that I can help, that's what I was put on this earth to do. So super excited to, to do that.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today, Rachel. Oh, you're welcome. Yay. Thanks for having me. Yay. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Day Night China. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.